1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Here's the one and two. Soto swings, hits it in the air to a very deep right field. That's is going back. He's at the wall. Gonna Go! Three
2: run homer, Juan Soto. And the Padres have come all the way back. They lead for the first time since it was 1
3: 0 in the first. I had 10 7 in the ninth. Mama, there goes that man again. <laughs> Juan Soto with a moonshot yesterday to put the Padres ahead. They would. Go on to take game one of the three-game set between them and the Dodgers, 11-8. Manny Machado goes deep, not once, but twice. And uh, listen, eh, regardless of how this season has gone this year, it's always nice to beat the men in blue. Oh, yeah. As the, uh, the Padres did yesterday. Uh, let me welcome in my partner today, Matthew Scraby. How are you, Scrabe?
2: Uh, you know, not too good after my fantasy weekend. Uh, oh, but but Lord. happy that the, the, the Padres did beat the Dodgers, uh, even though people told me not to be happy in my, my DMs this morning.
3: So. They told you not to be happy? I don't believe that. No, they did. They said, uh, "Well, have they played. They said, played, "Don't you be happy, man?" Said,
2: <laughs> no, they didn't say it like that. They're like, uh, no. "This should have been how they played early in the year."
3: Oh, I, this is, I, I don't disagree. I don't it's need that.
2: that though. Why? Why rain on my parade of uh, being happy that the Padres won eleven to seven?
3: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I don't have a good answer for you on. That okay, one. thank you. Thank why you. they? Um, why they thought approached it the way they did? But. They did, and uh, nonetheless, the Padres uh, get a get a nice victory yesterday. Uh, Manny continues to uh, push through what is seemingly looks like some some discomfort in his elbow. Uh, it's nice to see both those guys back in the lineup, him and Toddy. Uh, but yeah, Padres put up a, an eleven spot, and uh, they have. And the thing I guess that was most impressive was that they did it after being down 5, their biggest deficit uh, uh, that they've been able to come back from at any point during the season.
2: Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Once I saw them go down 7-2, to two, I was thinking, man, this is going to be a long you know, night.
3: I, 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 I'm I going to go on a limb and say you weren't alone. No, when, no, when no. They, when the score went that way.
2: But that's what they've kind of done in the last couple, uh, I guess the last um, maybe week or so they did it against the astros on saturday where they gave up the lead they went down they battled back and and we always see them score a lot of runs and then score no runs and that hasn't been the case here it's just it's i was just joking about being so happy i am happy but at the same time it's just like man where was this all season long this would have been nice to see in in june
3: again I, i can't i can't disagree with that i think um you know, it is what it is at this point. They they, they didn't. Um, and, you know, even if they go undefeated the rest of the way, which would be spectacular, there's still <laughs> not a guarantee that that would happen. And they haven't still, to this point, haven't been able to get to four in a row all season. I mean, so, you know, regardless of, of that, it was still, for me, an entertaining game to watch and it was nice to see them them battle. You know, I, I still want to see regardless of whether they get in or not, I I want to see them finish strong. I want to yeah. see them uh, you know, start to start to look like the team that we thought they should be by the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? I I still think that should be the goal.
2: Yeah, I've I've heard you say before too. It's kind of on them to to play hard because it it, it can affect the rest of baseball, maybe not so much in this this sense because the Dodgers are so far in front, but Still, you don't want to go out there and just get beat up on, and not try and have everybody pointing fingers at you. You want to go out there and you want to do good stuff. I mean, that that's exciting to have Juan Soto hit a top of the ninth home run. That's that's good stuff. Xander Bogarts hitting a top of the ninth home run. It just stinks that we haven't been able to do it all year. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep coming back to that. That's exactly where I keep coming back to.
3: Fair enough. I, I don't think that is a uh, ridiculous. Way to feel by any stretch of the imagination, but it was still fun to watch them do it. I enjoyed the bat flip that got as high as the, <laughs> the, the the baseball it felt like when it went up in the air um and it's always it's like i said it's 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 nice it's always fun to beat the dodgers I don't yeah. think there's any other way of getting to that? Um, I also like tonight, to. Sorry, I up. also
2: like to uh, point to games like these where people are like, "They've given up. They're not trying anymore. If they did that, they wouldn't have come back in this game, down seven to two. It could have been real easy for them to pack it in and just head back to the clubhouse, losing whatever to two. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, doesn't make sense. But you know, it doesn't even make sense to really go over any of that. Michael Walker on the mound. For the Padres here tonight, he'll be going up uh, against uh, the old grizzled vet, uh, Mr. Lynn, uh, Lance Lynn, that is, for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, should be a, another good. This should be an extra. Should be a good pitching matchup right here for uh, for both teams. I think, um, you know, so we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes today. Now, I think the bigger news to get to. <clears throat> what is that? Is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, are you okay? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. So, yes, uh, yes, as I made it clear, uh, they, um, he was on my, he was my fantasy football quarterback. Yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> Uh However, uh, I'm not, that's not why I'm I'm, I'm upset. I, I'm upset for Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how you feel about Aaron Rodgers and, and how he, he has been, uh, how he has been talked about, how he has acted, how he's been perceived, however you want to slice it. Uh that's still sad to see, right? Like that's the the build up for Aaron Rodgers getting to to New York, showing up to New York um, for that fan base who has been uh, has had a rough go of it, I think, to say the least. You could just see it in the the, the faces that they did show on TV when he got hurt, and they, it it was almost like they knew it. They didn't need to. They didn't need to uh, wait for the news this morning that uh that Aaron Rodgers tore his, his Achilles. They knew it in that moment. And most Jet fans that I come across are so cynical that <laughs> they have been saying the entire time, I don't know, man, this just seems too good to be true. It was like they were suspicious of something. And then when that happens, man, I, I felt I felt bad. That that that's not that's not good for football. It's certainly no. not good for uh the New York Jets and uh You know, I I just, it just, it just stunk. It did,
2: it did. It put a whole damper on the night. I mean, there was so, there was more hype around Aaron Rodgers and the Jets than I think I could ever remember about a team. Maybe Tom Brady's Patriots, but there was hard knocks. There was just continuous talk about whether or not Aaron Rodgers can win a Super Bowl in New York. We didn't even get a taste of what the Jets' offense would taste. be like. Four Not even snaps. a hint of it. Not even a hint. Like when Tom Brady,
3: when he got hurt years and years ago, he at least had like a, a, a drive or two. Let me ask you a question. And this is how you know. I, I didn't see it initially. I saw the replay today, and it's never a good thing. Do you you know you know the the smooth criminal uh, <laughs> uh, video uh, uh. where where Michael Jackson like is leaning. For, oh, yes. His feet yes. Are yes. completely on the ground. That's that's fake. Right. I think we know that Aaron Rodgers had that happen to him in real life. He with did. A 300 pound man on his back.
2: You can also uh, hear you not hear it, but you could see his calf go. Yeah, you sure could. You, <laughs> you sure could, could see it happen. It
3: was disgusting. Um and, and, you know, that's just – that's that's all bad. It it's is. all bad.
2: It, it is. Bad. It's terrible for the NFL. Josh Allen should have easily won that game. He didn't. But, you know,
3: last night I did break – Why can't take a shot at Josh Allen? He, just... he ain't even a part of this conversation. No, right now.
2: no, but it, it, when Aaron Rodgers goes out four plays in and you're playing Zach Wilson who can basically hand off the ball and that's it, you should easily win that game. But last night – Last night Sammy Lev and I were, were chatting before his pregame show. And I broke the news to him that Aaron Rodgers now, was injured.
3: Is is Sammy Lev a Jets fan?
2: He identifies as a Jets fan if you ask him his favorite NFL team. I don't he know ide- if he's, like, a <laughs> he fan. He
3: identifies like... <laughs> as a Jets fan, all right?
2: I don't know if he's hardcore Jets. He's wearing, like, fireman hats on Sundays and stuff like that. But uh, here is the audio of me breaking it to Sam. And it's just you can hear the heartbreak in his voice.
0: And it, they just tied it at three but Oh, no. Did something. What happened?
2: Aaron Rodgers left the game. No. In the first drive with an injury. He was uh, carted off the field. No. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Oh, my
0: goodness.
2: (laughs) Uh, First, like, five minutes of the game. Oh,
0: my. He went down with is that why my brother texted me? Probably. What did my brother text me? Hold on. Probably. My brother texted me. Yeah. no. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was down on the field, and I thought say? he was Can just. You share it? Well, we were we were t- Well, we were talking about uh, him trying to DVR the game on his TV. So
2: it goes on and on, but Sam Levitt learning live on the air that Aaron Rodgers is out. That is a Jets fan, and they're heartbreaking. No, no. <laughs> I think we may need to like uh, isolate that no and use it for all of time. Yeah, no,
3: that that that's probably a good no to you hang on to right there. Yeah, no, yeah, that was. Uh, that was uh, that was tough to see. Now the Jets did end up winning that ball game. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys followed uh, Hard Knocks this year, but Gibson, the the punt returner, yeah, was one of the last people to uh, make that team. I don't know if he was one of the last. It was one of the one of the couple of guys that they showed making the the the, the football team at the end of Hard Knocks. Now, w- something I did learn yesterday, speaking of Hard Knocks, uh, I had Dave Marcus, who just weirdly enjoys guys getting cut or or DFA'd. That's very strange. Uh, it's a very strange thing. Like, he's very curious about it. Um, I fa- <laughs> and so he was quite a – he was quite uh, – what, what should I say? Um, he, I want not say he was upset, but he was feeling some type of way that in Hard Knocks they didn't show anybody – like actually walking in the office and getting cut. I found out why yesterday. Uh, your guy, Robert uh, Sala, Salah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, him and the GM decided that they were not going to televise anybody getting cut because ultimately those guys, you know, worked so hard for that one moment to make that team and to have it filmed for everybody's, you know, pleasure to see. Didn't jive well with him. So they decided. It wasn't Hard Knocks that decided that. The Jets decided they were going to show. kind of weak, but show. okay. <laughs> Listen to you. You and Dave Markins both want to see. Well, I mean. Dude's, I, I, dudes I, dreams get
2: crushed. I, I, I'm sorry, but uh, you, you play in the NFL. Things are public knowledge. Hard Knocks is in the building. That's how That's it so goes. Sad. Poor Kevin O'Connell. My former high school teammate, I believe he was cut on Hard Knocks, and I got to see it. And it was hard. It was hard yeah. for me to see.
3: Imagine how hard it was for him.
2: <laughs> Imagine yeah. how hard it was for him. I, I'm now, aware of how hard it was.
3: Oh wait, oh Dave has his hand up. I think oh. he wants to defend himself. I also enjoy seeing guys make the team as well. <laughs> <laughs> he did not deny that he doesn't. He doesn't enjoy DFAs. Or uh, cuts. Cuts,
2: yeah. He yeah. did not deny it. But he also enjoys when the guys get yeah. on the team. If, but he doesn't you know, He doesn't remember those guys. He only remembers the guys that, that get just, cut.
3: That just makes him less of a hater because he actually <laughs> enjoys people um, <laughs> making the team too. But he also enjoys people getting cut, which is mind-boggling. It's part me. of TV, man. Oh my. No, it's, it's not. It's, it doesn't have to be part of TV. That's what it reality TV is. Reality. I don't think anybody... Now, except for you and Dave, tunes in to watch people's dreams get crushed.
2: Do you think Robert Sala, like, do you think he gave everybody trophies, too, when he cut them and said, here's a trophy for being cut?
3: No, I don't think you have to. I think the the, the cut is still the same. He still goes about the same. You just don't get to see it. Fine. Fine. Right. Nice job, Coach Sala. Nice job. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. All right, let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris. Uh, once again, seven ten game, right again? Seven ten game, yes. Yeah, so you get a, you get a full Gwen and Scraby. That's what we're going with, Gwen and Scraby, for the next couple of weeks. We're here for you. More Gwen and Scraby on the way.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: 220 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby here with you. Four hours. We're rolling. We talked about it a little bit. Uh Manny Machado has been dealing with uh, a, a little bit of it seems elbow discomfort. Enough discomfort that it has him uh DHing on most nights uh right now. And uh, he's acknowledged uh, in some ways that you know his elbows bothering him. Um, but he is, seems like he's also determined to finish this season one way or the other. Uh, Kevin Acey, who uh, you know does a terrific job here in San Diego, certainly uh, kind of pressed him a little bit on his elbow, and here is uh, kind of that interaction between the two.
5: I assume today you don't feel 100%. Like, what is the difference?
0: Like, I've never been 100% in spring training.
5: I assume today your elbow does not
0: feel all that great yeah, it did is not correct. Okay, it did not. Yes, but you were able to go out there and, and do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how. I mean, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm, uh, you know, you know, we trained for this all year, and you know, whenever uh, you know you're in this position, you just um, you just go out there and compete. You know, no matter what it is, you just go out there and compete, and whatever it is, you just leave it out there that day.
4: Barring something unforeseen, do you plan to finish the season?
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what, what happens. But um, you know, as of now I'm playing, got to go out there and try to win some games and, um, you know, just just keep doing what we've been doing. Is this is it your
4: understanding you can't make it worse by continuing to play? Or uh, could it?
0: End? I mean, I'm not sure how to answer that question. Well, my
4: question would be if
5: you could make it I'm worse. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Well, but... Doctors mm-hmm. generally tell athletes, "Hey, you know what? You're okay. You're you still, we're it's still talking. Totally pain." We're tolerance.
1: still talking. We haven't really, uh,
0: you know, gotten got that far. So,
5: okay. is there a possibility that you would consider surgery in the off season? Yeah,
0: probably. It's, it's a consideration. Yeah, we're, um, you know, we're we're, we're looking at all avenues and seeing what we can do. Uh, you know, to try to get this get this fixed and get it
3: better. So, um, <laughs> you can see that. It's not necessarily uh, a subject or a topic that Manny really seems like he enjoyed talking about. No, very, no very much. not at all. Not at we all. already know he's not a fan of uh, kind of putting it out there, what he's dealing with. It, he was quick to say, hey, I ain't been healthy since spring training. You know, So he's, he's putting out any notion at that point, like, this is the norm. Like, I'm not sitting here complaining about it. But he was pressed about it. He did acknowledge that surgery is a possibility. He also acknowledged that you know finishing the season is not a guarantee. Like he, it seemed like he certainly wants to do that, but only time will tell. So he gave us a, he gave us enough to know that he is hurting. Maybe he didn't give us all of the information that uh, Kevin Ac was pressing him on, but he gave us enough. And I think, I mean, listen, um, that's that's not a surprise. I, I think once we started seeing Manny. Dh as often as he's dh and I think it became pretty obvious that he was hurt because this was after he dh for a game, plays defense for a couple games. He dh like a couple in a row, and then he played defense like for the next three or four, and then he went back to dhing. And since then, he's kind of been mostly dhing. So clearly. Clearly, he's hurt. So, yeah, so. Uh,
2: I, the big question and the the obvious question is why why not shut him down now? And I know that he said there that he has games to win, and he has games to play, and I know that he wants to play games. But I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know that it's really worth it for him. I mean, if he's really hurting that bad and he's trying to battle through it, then maybe the Padres should let him off the hook and shut him down so he doesn't have to make that decision for him because it, it's there's nothing. There's there's not really much to play for anymore.
3: I mean, they're not gonna says, play. Says you. You no. You're you. right. You're right. Says you. He's he's what now? Uh, two homers away from thirty. Uh, I mean, he, if he shut it down, he's not getting there. That's like his staple. He gets to thirty every year. That's okay. That's, you get to thirty and then you shut it down. No, he, that's that's not how he wants to do things. I mean, it's a it's a badge of honor to have, stack as many of those games on top of each other as as you can. And guys. Want to do that? Why do you think Soto keeps playing even with his finger all jacked up? Because he uh, wants to get to 162. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does want to get to 162. I also think he wants to make them the get the, you know try to put up the best numbers he possibly can before it's all said and done. Can you put
2: into words like what it's like to actually play 162 games? Because it's,
3: it, it's honestly a, a, an accomplishment. I don't. I I never played a 162 um, at the big league level. But I've played uh, full seasons um, at, at the triple level, which is like 140-something games. I mean, even if you miss a couple of those, you still feel like, man, I I did that. I did that. And now the seasons run um, simultaneously. It's still a shorter season at the minor league level. But, you know, so it used to be you finish your season, and if you got called up, that was another month, and you start to see guys kind of hit that wall a little bit. But – it's 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 a pretty cool achievement to get through a season and, and be healthy and, like, get to see what your body of work looks like at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, they always talk about back of the baseball cards. So I, it's kind of funny that in the end it's they're not going to be much different from the back of their baseball cards except for their team's not going to go to the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean, there will be numbers that are down yeah. from where they normally are, which is enough, you know, to to change your fortunes. Uh, but, yeah, yeah th- th- we'll see. We'll see where it ends up.
2: I have a question in the Big Five for us about Manny Machado and surgery and all that. So that's around 440 or so.
3: Okay, cool. We can uh, we can get that. You, there was another story you wanted to to cover.
2: Yeah, there was a, a Jim Trotter. Jim Trotter. Oh, we yeah, had him on yeah, the yeah. show many times. Uh, he's a friend of the station. I know he goes on the morning show a lot as well. And I think he came on the morning show after the Super Bowl when Rihanna said hi to him or something, or called him Boo. (laughs) That's what it was, called him Boo, which is pretty cool. But this is not cool. Uh, Jim Trotter is suing the NFL because he feels like he was fired wrongfully after asking uh, Roger Goodell questions about the NFL's diversity. And uh, apparently in this lawsuit, uh, he is saying some crazy things. He is saying that there's a source telling him that the Bills owner Terry Pagula, said something pretty terrible in regards to African Americans and Cowboys Jerry Jones. Also, um, I'll read them. Do you think I should read them, Tony? Go for it. <laughs> all right. Here's what Bills the Bills owner allegedly said uh, in reference to player protests against racial injustice. Quote: if oh, so, the- this,
3: well, so, so is this is this a, a, a statement that's a tr- that took place when all all of the Social injustice was, was... I don't have
2: the dates here, but, yes, I'm assuming that's what it was all about. Um, and w- real, real quick, this story came out today? The lawsuit came out today. Yes, all this different information I've seen for the first time today. I know I got a push notification from ESPN this morning with this information. But this this is, like, spanning over time. So he's bringing this stuff to light to, to prove that the NFL is not as diverse as they want people to think is that
3: wait is that okay let's let's run this let's let's run this back before we you know start to dissect it let's make sure we get all these facts in order so jim trotter's suing the nfl he's suing the nfl for what wrongful termination or does this have something to do with diversity
2: it's uh wrongful termination he is uh they they're saying that he blackballed they he is saying that the NFL has blackballed him after he asked those questions to Roger Goodell about diversity, and Goodell didn't have any great answers for him because okay. right after that, uh, Jim Trotter was no longer with the NFL Network.
3: Okay, and so and so these quotes that you have that are attributed to the owners are in in order to prove what in order. I hate to say it this way,
2: but I'm just going to say it as simply as I can in order to prove racism in the NFL.
3: Okay, which is he saying is part of the the problem with the, the entire problem thing, why in which he got fired,
2: that and just how the NFL operates. And here here are two quotes from because us. I just
3: what I'm just saying is I don't want to, we don't we should mix you know what the lawsuit is about versus what these claims are are. You're right. Quotes are saying.
2: No, you're definitely right. This this
3: tweet that that we're getting this from came from uh, from Dov Mm Kleiman. Right. Yeah. Uh, He's an NFL uh, writer. He's an insider. And he posted the
2: page of the lawsuit that states these. Um, So let me just read it to you. Throughout his employment, Mr. Trotter re- witnessed and observed discriminatory and or hostile conduct by his employers, including by NFL team owners, that went entirely unchecked as a matter of standard operating proce- procedure. As one such example, Terry Pagula of the B- uh, Buffalo Bills stated in reference to player protests against racial injustice that, quote, if the black players don't like it here. They should go back to Africa and see how bad it is, end quote. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trotter raised complaints and concerns about this remark, but no remedial action was taken. As another example, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, responded to a question posed by Mr. Trotter regarding the death of black professionals in decision-making positions, or depth, I'm sorry, or Darth dearth. Uh, yeah, I death is a whole different word. Mr. Trotter regarding the dearth of black professionals in decision-making positions for NFL teams, saying quote, if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire, end quote from Jerry Jones. Mr. Trotter again raised complaints and concerns about this remark, but no remedial action was taken.
3: Yeah, uh I mean I, I can't say that I'm surprised. Um but, I can't say I'm know. surprised either, but that's a problem that we're not surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. But uh, this, we, we seems like we have these type of discussions quite often um, about, you know, the practices of, of the NFL and whatnot. And so this is just another example of it. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, we, we uh, as you mentioned, um, we have Jim on. We've had Jim on often. Uh, great guy. Great at his job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, before the lawsuit happened, I think everybody knew that it it seemed kind of fishy that right after he asked, uh, Roger Goodell, the same question he asked him the year before the exact same way, um, that he was fired shortly thereafter. Um, we, I think everybody kind of thought it was a little bit suspicious. A little fishy. A little fishy. Now we're getting into, uh, the depths of it in, in terms of a lawsuit and, uh, we'll see how it goes for sure, uh. This, yeah man.
2: I mean, they they got it. If this is true, and Terry Pagula and Jerry Jones said this, I, I mean, I can't see them not acting on this. You have to act on this. What are you? I gonna don't do? know what they're gonna do. But what are you gonna do? I don't know.
3: I, I'm I'm just not sure. What are you gonna do? He literally owns the team. You can't force him to. I mean, you could try to. Um.
2: What we about saw Donald it Sterling?
3: I mean, we saw he was forced in to so. yeah. yeah, but that took all of the other owners to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I don't true. know. I don't know that all the other owners are going to do that. No, so, I, you're you know, you're right. It is as nasty and as, you know, sick as those statements may be, and and you know, I, I think there is a difference between, you know, the two statements. Um they get to say they can it, it, unless it's a problem for the other owners. That you know. You're right, there is a difference like
2: between the two statements. And they're both bad, but what, I don't what, Yeah,
3: I don't, I don't need to. We don't need to okay. like go into that. I'm just saying. Ultimately, um, you know, this this is. I don't know what else other than doing what Jim is doing. It, it, it can be done. This is the way to go about it. That's do it. Do can. it in that's the only, courts. There's only mm. ramification you can have. Yep. To touch those pockets a little bit. All right. Let's uh let's get to break. Uh. When we return, Matt Snyder joins us next, and uh, I think the last time we had Matt on, I, I think he was hanging on like we were by threat. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to hear. Um, I, I know where he's come to at this point, but I just <laughs> want to hear how he's gotten there. When we return, more Gwyn and Chris on the way. Two thirty nine on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwyn and Chris, Gwyn and Scraby, sour rolling. In action, seven ten, Michael Walker versus uh, Lance Lynn for the Dodgers. Um, they were out here doing some. Uh, Moogie Beds had like a was out here earlier, and he had like there was like seven people out here surrounding the home plate where he was standing. They had like him wired up to like something. He had this vest on. Really wanted to know what they were doing. But I couldn't get down and ask, but. They're always, always got something. They always, they always. Some, they always, always oh, you think something. it's
2: like baseball analytics stuff?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. I thought it was like maybe video game movement or something. It could. That's the thing. It could have been. It could be any of those things. What I was looking at, but it was, uh, it was definitely baseball definitely tech is
2: getting too high tech. I think.
3: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that one, Greg. It does seem like it's. Um, a little too much information for, for a lot of these guys. All right, let's uh, jump to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Matt Snyder joins us here. We haven't had Matt on in a little bit, but uh, Matt, a lot of things have changed, man, since the last time we talked. Uh, Padres are seemingly, uh, I mean, they haven't been officially eliminated, but it's going to take a heck of a run and a heck of a collapse in many places for uh, something to happen. I mean, just what's, what's been your take from afar?
5: Well, I actually just looked at it before I came on, and I decided that they can still make it, but they have to win out. So <laughs> Don't do how about that a 17, to me. Seventeen-game winning streak to finish the season. I do think that gets them to eighty-five wins. I do think that there's no way the Phillies or Cubs finish below that. But there's a good chance that everybody else in the race would finish with eight with below eighty-five wins. So just win them all, and then you're good to go. But sweet, it, look. It's, <laughs> I, I I honestly think, in some ways, it's kind of more of the same. You know, you, you see games like last night was a comeback, or was it Friday when they destroyed the Astros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or last week when they beat the Phillies eight or nine nothing? And it's like, where has this been all year? But well, you know, those games have been mixed in all year. But then yeah. you have all the losses in between there. So it's just it's just kind of more of the same, where you see that potential and you see why the run differential is where it is but it just hasn't gotten put together, you know, for the season as a whole. And I think when you get to where you are right now, where you say eight games out of the playoffs or so, it's not necessarily how you're playing now, but you can look back at stuff like in May when they lost eight of nine, including Mm -hmm. two of three to the Royals. And Mm -hmm. you can go through the whole schedule and say, you know, what about the time that, if you're the Padres, what about time that we were swept in Pittsburgh after losing two of three at home to the Nationals? Well, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you just can't have keep happening. If you're going to be a playoff team and they know that all too well, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. It's it's been a year of craziness. I mean, there was another, there was another one where the Padres were winning on Sunday night baseball and Mookie Betts hit an amazing home run off of Josh Hader. There was one where they lost in Colorado after Trent Grisham hits a two out home run It's just been a crazy year, crazy. We're talking to Matt Snyder of CBS Sports here on 97.3 The Fan. And one of the things we've been talking about all year, Matt, is that they have not been able to win four games in a row. The most they have won is three games in a row. And we cannot figure out why they're unable to win four games in a row. Do you think this is like just some crazy anomaly or is there something to it?
5: my hunch would be it's an anomaly. I couldn't believe that when you said that, but it it makes sense because I I just thought as you were saying that, my first thought was you got to be kidding me. They haven't even won four in a row. There's too much talent for that. But then as you were still talking, my next thought was, well, it makes sense because it seems like every time you think, okay, now they're getting hot, then something bad happens again. Okay, no, no, no. Now they're getting hot, then something bad happens again. So – yeah, it makes sense. My hunch would be uh, – I'll let the Major League Baseball player on here correct me if I'm wrong, but surely there's nothing to that more than just coincidence in it being a team that has yeah. not won games consistently.
3: I, I mean, that's that's the way I see it. I mean, uh, this team has, has – the reason why their run differential looks the way it does is because they have the talent to hang an 11 spot, a 12 spot yeah. on you, and, and, and absolutely dominate. However, they are – if one of, if not the worst team in one-run games. And, uh, I mean, there's a number of things we can continue to say. The Oakland A's have won at least four straight uh, over the the. They the won Padres. seven. They won
5: seven in a row. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so
3: Ridiculous. there's a number of different things we could point to. Yeah. Uh, but that, that only leads us to the next question here, Matt. What would you do in the offseason? I mean, this is a okay. very talented yeah. roster with a lot of guys who, at least the core guys, they're here. They're signed up. You're not moving those type of contracts here. Do you stand, Pat, outside of having to kind of redo your starting rotation because there's a lot of question marks there, uh, or are you in, uh, in a pursuit to try to change things again?
5: There are tweaks to be made uh, while still kind of, you know, I hate to say just run it back. Because when you say that, a lot of people think you mean bring the exact same roster back. No, but for the most part, I think you run it back. You know, like you said, the big boys are all coming back. And you can see uh, uh, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility. I mean, you could even argue it's likely that Jake Cronenworth and Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado and even Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto all have better seasons than last year. It's yeah. not, like I said, you could even argue it's likely they'll all be better next year. So you're going to have to deal with the rotation. It's you, Darvish going to his age 37 season. Uh, probably don't want him to be one of your frontline guys, but he can still be in the rotation. You've got Blake Snell going to free agency, I believe, yes. right? Yep.
3: yep, yep.
5: Um, so you're going to have to deal with either we need to bring in a frontline starter or re-sign Snell, if you're an A.J. Preller. you shoes, got player ops. That.
3: You got player options yep. for Waka, and you have, uh, I think, player option for, for Lugo, Lugo yeah. as well.
5: Yeah, and you're surely going to get, well, hopefully, you're going to get a full season from Musgrove. So yeah. maybe that takes care of a little bit of the front line there. Um, you know, if you wanted to bring back Lugo and Waka along with Darvish, that's four. And you should be relatively sure things. Even if Darvish at his age, maybe he's hitting his decline he can get through another season if you slotted him as like their four or something. Um, but yeah, you there's tweaks to be done. And, you know, maybe a full season, if you get it from Suarez, it helps the bullpen a little bit. Um, so it's, it's haters free agent, isn't he? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Hater hits free agencies. You need to deal with that. So it's, there's stuff to deal with here, but for the most part, there's the foundation of a team that can contend next year. If you have something go differently. And I mean, we just covered it on the, the the schedule stuff, but I just, as I was glancing at the page, there's stuff that just jumps off the page at me, like Oh, and 11 in extra innings. When you have yeah. one of the best closers in baseball, six and 22 and one run games. Are you kidding me? Again, when you have one of the best closers in baseball, it's stuff that just doesn't make sense. And you, there just shouldn't be any carryover. So even if you have any kind of a different mix in the clubhouse, make the players think and then have them say publicly, it's going to be different this year because we have a little bit of a different mix and we feel better about this group. If you allow them to say that in spring training, then they believe it. Then they win a few one-run games early next season. All of a sudden, hey, things are different, and then it snowballs. So I, I just don't think they're that far away.
2: Talking to Matt Snyder of CBS Sports, and we've basically said that all year long. I don't they're they're almost there. They're ready to break through. They're going to come around the corner any second now, and they just. <laughs> and that's that for but, the three game winning
5: streak. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Matt, yeah. you're
2: the worst person to tell me that they, if they win out, they should get into the playoffs because I've oh, been sorry. so positive about this team that even I can't be excited about them winning out and getting into the playoffs. But we've been talking a lot about Blake Snell, and you just mentioned him as a part of what they need to do. But it was reported that he's likely not to resign with the Padres, and and he's going to get around $200 million or more in some sort of contract. And I personally am not comfortable giving him that much money And with your reaction right there. uh, What kind of contract do you think would be a good Blake Snell contract?
5: I'd go closer to one. To 100 million but i mean somebody's going to blow that out of the water so i would be comfortable with him just signing elsewhere it's look he's having a great year and he might well win cy young so then he's got a cy young in, in both leagues and that's a feather in his cap that's amazing it's just in between the, the cy young and the cy young caliber season there's just been far too much uncertainty inconsistency injuries and he still leads the league in walks he leads the league in wild pitches uh, how's that going to age the swing and miss stuff is great, though. It is great. And it's, uh, I, I just go into his age 31 season, looking at 200, uh, that's too much for me. So I, I would be comfortable saying, we're going to let you walk and we're going to try to find another way to hopefully grab another frontline front starter to go alongside Musgrove. And then maybe we've got Walk on Lugo before Darvish. That could be a formidable rotation next year. If you wanted to add somebody else, um, maybe somebody will be on the trade block. Uh yeah. maybe in free agency a little bit cheaper or somebody who seems a little bit more reliable. And I hate saying it with the season he's having. I just I it's hard for me to count on him to be consistent going forward.
3: Matt Snyder joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline and, and Matt, let's let's switch to the other team that was probably, you know, first, second most disappointing, uh depending on how you look at it. That's the New York Mets. Uh, they made a hire today uh, addressing their baseball operations standpoint. I mean, first, what did you think about the hire? Uh, but, B, do, do you think – how do you think this, this will be approached? Because Stearns, coming from Milwaukee where you're not allowed to spend, you can't spend only so yeah. much, has all of a sudden got deep pockets he can go to. How do you think the, the Mets address uh, their situation? Well, it's going to be fun to see how how he
5: operates because I know everybody thinks when you when you make a hire like this, the blueprint is Andrew Friedman, right? He right. Came from Tampa Bay, he goes to the Dodgers, and all of a sudden he's amazing at all the small stuff. In addition to being able to do stuff like trade for Mookie Betts and extend him inside Freddie Freeman and all that stuff. Um, on the other hand, you've got Heim Bloom in Boston who hasn't really gotten things going there. He came from That's Tampa true. Bay. Uh, you could come up with examples of, of guys who went from small market to large market and it just didn't work. So it will be interesting to see if Stearns can kind of be Friedman or be stuck in neutral like Bloom. I mm. don't think it's a gigantic rebuilding job right now because there are some pieces there. You, you know, you've got Francisco Lindor locked up. I assume Pete Alonzo will probably sign an extension before he hits free agency uh, Brandon Nimmo's locked up. Edwin Diaz will be coming back from that knee injury um, before next season. The Kodai Senga looks like he's a frontline starter. So you have the pieces right there. There's a good foundation to work with, and they've been kind of get, getting some young guys' feet wet this season. Yeah, people like Francisco Alvarez, where we've seen with 22 home runs at age 21, and, and there are spare parts there, like a Jeff McNeil type, who, who's a he can be a nice supporting cast member. He's having it down here this year, but he was great last year for a hundred one win team. So it's there are pieces there. It's he and one of the things that Stearns was great at doing in, in, with the Brewers. Everybody, will, it's easy to pay attention to like the Yellich sign or trade the Yelich trade and the Lorenzo Kane signing and stuff like that. But one thing he was great at doing with position players is finding supporting cast guys yeah, just was. kind of a plug this guy in get the most out of him and you're like man th- that guy's way better for the brewers than he was for other teams what's going on there if he can succeed like that while also having deep pockets and making the big moves there i think that the mets could explode not too dissimilar from the, the way the dodgers have but again we don't know we don't know how it's going to translate right. we don't know if he's going to be more bloom or friedman so it's going to be really fun to watch
2: talking to matt snyder of cbs sports on the premier chevrolet of carlsbad fan hotline last one for me were uh uh mike trout just up the road shohei otani it was all the news all season long but now there's reports that say that the angels may be open to trading mike trout if he asks so i think that's kind of a weird way to put it um (laughs) so that's so angels right there if he asks to be traded we will trade him but isn't it in the best um interest of the team to trade mike trout
5: Probably. I mean, I I was one that held on to the end saying they should try to keep Otani, they should try to add around him because we knew that Otani wanted to win. And the only way to convince him to stay via free agency was to be a playoff team. And they were only like a game and a half or two out at the time of the trade deadline. But now that everything fell apart like this, and surely they're not going to be able to retain Otani, the best thing for everybody is probably a separation there. So the Angels can completely just go through a rebuilding process and Trout can be free to maybe actually see what it's like to play for a consistent winner. Um, it, 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 that report though, there were so many caveats in that. I just don't yeah, know how <laughs> realistic it was. But I do think to your question, which was a good question, it, it is probably the best thing for everybody there. Um, unless Trout – like. Dead set against leaving, he wants to be an angel for his whole career. And sometimes guys are wired that way. But if he's not, uh, you know, you could see somebody like the the Giants. um, Hey, he's a Philly guy, so I was about to say that's the only other place I can.
3: That's the the only other place I can see him going is the Philly.
5: Yeah, that would be really cool to see like Trout and Harper on the same team. Yeah, and it's it's a lineup full of just bangers anyway. You know, like. They do have some team speed there, obviously. But when you think about the Phillies, you just think about bombs. And, and yeah. you can think about those playoff games where they hit, like, five home runs. Like, yeah. That, yeah, that would be fun.
3: That's uh, That would be something to see for sure. But I'm not so sure that's it, it's going to go as simple as everybody's trying to make it out to no. be. Mike has no. been there for a long time. He could have done this at any point. Uh, and he hasn't. Yeah. So, we'll see. Matt, as always, man, appreciate you coming on spending some time with us.
2: Thanks, Matt. All right. Take care.
3: Matt Schneider. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. We got to get to break. Three o'clock hour on the way. Daily Gambit.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.